0: Autumn Harvest.
1: Hey, it's Randy, the singer of Lamb of God and the author of the new memoir, Dark Days. You are listening to
2: Maximum Threshold Radio. Automatic defense procedures initiated. What
3: we've got here is... Maximum voltage.
1: Maximum power. Maximum carnage. This is Maximum Threshold Call
0: the show at 440-709-4977.
1: Maximum threshold. And here's your host, Dom. He's actually quite smart. He just makes errors of judgment along the way. Fantastic one.
4: out there hey people what's shaking bacon hey hello hello there what's what's going on man like yeah what's going on oh man oh let's see here what the hell um check one two three four five six seven there that's a little better there huh what you think i think so i think i'm rolling right along yeah, I want to thank everybody for tuning into this week's edition of the Maximum Threshold Radio Show. And tonight we got a special. We're broadcasting live. But we haven't done this in years on Ustream. So we're there live right now on Ustream.tv. And I want to thank them for sponsoring our beloved show for this week. Oh, yeah. That's what I got to say. Got a cool show lineup for you tonight. Got interviews. Troy's calling in, in about oh f- fifty five minutes or so. Um uh, he's driving. And um we're supposed to have um a pretty cool little call in show as well or a call in interview. It it's supposed to happen a few minutes ago, but they're in Norway and haven't heard from them yet. So, um yeah, what can you do, man? You're dealing with um other countries and stuff. That are pretty far away. So, um, yeah. Uh, So that's what we got going on over here right now. Uh, Like I said, we're broadcasting tonight on Ustream.tv. We haven't done that in a while. And I'm pretty excited to be back on here because I get to finally see uh, their website, see how well this is running and they got a new player. And I'm just hoping it turns out okay um what my maximum threshold websites are down right now as well as a regular server so it's kind of rough like i didn't know it was going to be down if i knew it was going to be down uh, i would um put the word out there i wouldn't have been trying to pull people into the website to check it out this week over there well you know i still still would have done something because that's just how we roll i'm not going to leave anybody blinded out there Uh, we're here for you we've always been here for you and we will continue to do so For as long as that we possibly can, and I just do this for the love of this, and that's why we're here, because we love doing this, we love broadcasting, we love talking to people as well as all that other good, happy horse shit. And did I just swear? Hell! Oh well, what can I say? (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Maximum Threshold Radio Show. We're live tonight. That's right, New York City, tonight. Ah, yeah, well, thank you very much for tuning in. Yeah, that's right. And we started off the show tonight with some brand new kill ritual. And got old friend in the band, man, Byron Nemeth, man. I was pretty impressed when I saw his name pop in there. And he's talking about, I thought he was opening up for them or something on the road, but shit. Dude's in the band, man. Guy's phenomenal. He's a shredder, ripper, man. You guys get a chance to check out Kill Ritual. They're phenomenal, man. And then they've been on the show in the past a few times. And just, wow. just They're just catching. They've been around for years. So that's what I'm going to say about that. Oh, what the hell is Michael sounding? What is that a picture? Oh, well, that's a nice big sandwich. Okay. So, um, oh, you can also catch us on, we're on Periscope as well. <clears throat> so I'm going to wait a little bit, and then we're probably going to pop on Periscope in a little bit, just to um, make our live appearance. But I want to see if the guys call in from Red Hammer, and we could talk music with them and stuff. Uh, let me do this. I want to play some of their music, if you know, just get you guys tuned in and what they're all about i mean they're not your average ordinary mellow ass band hell no this band's out of norway and they were known as their last record um they have like a grammys over there and they they won that shit (laughs) so this their second record man and just trying to go up against that is insane so um here we go, man. This is some, some Vredhammer. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I know I'm not. You know, you guys already know I'm pretty damn good with um foreign languages and pronunciation of different words in different languages and stuff like that. Um, but hey, man. If I can't get this one right, give me a break. Eat my ass. <laughs> uh, Red Hammer, son. Okay, here we go, man. This is how, it's V R E D E, then Hammer. So it's Red Hammer, Red Redham, I'm making them sound like they're German and they're not. They're Norwegian. They're a Norwegian band. <laughs> okay, hey, that just goes to show, man. We got people listening because I got people trying to auto-correct me. They're trying to spell-check me on, on the air. Here you go, man. Listen to this. This should open up your damn ears tonight. Take this, man. I just, I just got to say, man. When you listen to this, you want to break shit. This is Violator. This is off their new one, Violator. This is self-titled. Whoa, I did a, I did a review on this one this week, and now I, I haven't done too many CD reviews in a while. And I just, I just picked this one up. I was like, eh, let me check this out, man. This, these guys look pretty cool. You know, it's pretty scary ass looking record. So I put that in and I listen to him like shit, this is heavy shit. I gotta do something like this. I gotta s I gotta support my metal heads overseas too. You know, as well as local. So here you go, man, here's some red hammer here on Maximum Threshold Radio, horns up, fist in your ears.
1: Yeah.
4: Oh, that was some Red Hammer with Violator here on Maximum Threshold Radio. So I want to thank you for tuning in and having the guts enough to be putting, your, putting the shit on stream tonight for everybody. And I just tuned in, man, and I'm really impressed with how clean and crisp... I sound, man, I, I sound so angelic tonight, and I can't help it, I, f- I feel like my testicles have dropped like three inches, and they're like almost down to my freaking knees right now, Man, it's really, really cool, man, I'm, I'm excited about this, hopefully, hopefully, cross your fingers right along with me, we don't drop the internet tonight, we're doing good so far, man, we're right out of the gate, 16 minutes and two seconds in, and I, I'm getting responses back from people saying how good this sounds. And it's pretty cool, man. I haven't been on YouTube in years. We got over 40,000 views on there, and it's pretty nice, man. I want to thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm just waiting a few more minutes to see if our Norwegian friends are going to call in uh, so we can help pimp out their new material. Uh, don't forget, man, a little bit, Troy, we have him calling in talking about Night Party. Looking forward to that movie, man. They've got a few more months, man. they got the Kickstarter program going. We're going to talk with them about it. And I want to see this project take off. I want to see it roll. And best of all, I want to help them as much as I can on our part here in Max and Threshold with all our syndicates out there to really help push this project and get this uh, movie out to, to larger venues as well as other um, places that would pick it up. So that's the goal. That's the goal for Maximum Threshold. That's the goal I have for them. I want to see them. Just I want to see them thrive, man. Just like we help with Thanks Killing, as well as we have for um, the Biker Warrior Babe versus the Zombie Babies from Hell. How how the hell those became huge cult following movies already? You know, we want to see um, Party Night take off too as well. And I, I got the trailer up on the website, of Maximum Threshold. So one of these days, when you get a chance. Go back to net and look at look at the trailer that we have up there. It also has the links to take you right to the Kickstarter page. I think they got like a week left so they can raise money to get this going. Do it, do it, man. Just come on. You guys support us. You know how much how much effort we put into this, putting this project together here at Maximum Threshold. Do this also for these guys, too, as well. So there. Just wanted to get that out. I feel better now. Okay, man, I got a song here. I got a dedication here. Starting off the show with a dedication. I going to take you back for dedication. This one, we got a song going out here. This is by request going out to Beavis. Now it's time to
5: rewind. Turn that bitch back back
6: to some old stuff for you.
2: this is charlotte your divas champion from wwe you're listening to maximum threshold and remember anything worth doing do it with flair Woo!
7: this is Kurt vanville from presto ballet and metal search and you're listening to maximum
1: threshold and they're going through your purse
3: Should
4: visions ah, here on maximum threshold radio my hey man we just, what the hell that was a kick-ass little set there wasn't it i hate i couldn't just stop and just come in you know out of our re- one request from another request and just blare away some clutch for you man how can you not be in the clutch man that's some badass music right there and i want to thank you for taking the time to making your way over our site and listening to us, you know we may be um, temporarily tonight here on the UStream channel, and I don't mind it, man, because what the hell? I love getting out there to this, to all these people, the listeners out here on UStream. and there's, there's thousands of them, and I want to thank them, you know, from the bottom of my heart for tuning in because I'm looking at the numbers and I can't believe I'm I'm like I'm overwhelmed. And how many people are checking it out. It's 20... We're at 2,200 in like 6. 2,206 right now. That's pretty damn good, man. On a, on a Ustream feed. That's pretty damn good, man. Horns up, man. Thanks for tuning in. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Oh, man. I got a lot, a lot more new music for you to hear and check out tonight. And tonight's a special episode. As like I said, we have Troy. We're going to be having him on the show here in a little bit so we're looking forward to that he's driving man cross country and he's listening to us how's that (laughs) yeah we're great man we drive we make great driving music i've always thought that and i i don't know about these other stations i know most people don't who do this kind of stuff uh, they don't listen in their own material afterwards i listen to this because what i play man i play the music i like to hear and what i know other people like to listen to and shit it makes some great cruising music in the interviews man they're not none of them are boring either they're all flowing and smoking and sounds good and and especially when michael jumps in the mix man you mean know, you talk about taking things to a different level Whew. that's all i got to say and like i said i just want to thank you again for tuning into this week's edition of the Maximum Threshold Radio Show, tonight's gonna to be a little little difficult um, since the, since the sites are being upgraded right now. It's gonna be hard to get that podcast feed going and sent out to you guys. In overnight, it's I don't. I, it's sites should be popping on later on tonight. I'll be up late tonight doing this. I'm uploading to our other servers, and I'll put the links on Facebook and Twitter and bunch of other multi- social media sites. So they'll be out there, but they're not going to hit their iTunes for another day or two. So I just, just be patient. You know, good things come with those who wait. Confucius once say, okay? I don't know what the hell he says, but I know he says some crazy shit that he's got to be high. It's all I got to say. Because anything that he says, never straight, like, huh? You know, <laughs> It's always, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like it's eye opener. So it's he's trying to make you feel like you're high when he's answering his, giving you his little Confucius say. Can I think so? Stop it, man. Okay. Ah, oh, man, I better turn my mic down. I don't want to blow you guys' ears out. So I was listening to the interview that I did with um Ariel next last week, and man, I was over modulating bad. I want to thank for all you little bastards out here who didn't call in or text me during the show to let me know how bad I was sounding. God, just let me keep rolling with it. Don't do that, man. If, I'm sound, if I am sound like shit, send me a message, man. Text me, 440-252-0058. And on that note here, let's do this.
6: Hey, it's
8: contest time. Be the second person to text the show. At four four zero two five two zero zero five eight wins. That's right, call number two. Four four zero two 440-252-0058 Shoot us a text and you'll win.
4: Little man contemplates suicide twice a day. I mean, I'm not a singer. I can get by though. If you guys, if you guys know my musical past, you you know that I you know what. I've been known to be able to sing like a cross between O.J. Simpson and uh, Donna Donna Summers. <laughs> That's right. I got a wide range I can hit. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. So I got some new music here by Bloodbound. I haven't played any of this yet. I wanted to play it. So I'm going to play it right now for you. Mm, here you go, man. This, this one here is um, Blood in the Name of Metal. Damn, that sounds good, doesn't it? I haven't heard this. I'm going to listen to it right along with you guys. But I follow Bloodbound in the past. And, man, they're really great, man. They're, they're overseas. They're a European band. They got the European flair. They sort of sound to it. That, um, how would you say it, um, that power metal vibe to it and all that. But, man, this is really good shit. I haven't, like I said, I haven't heard the new stuff. I'm about to play it with you guys right now. So, tune in. And if you like this stuff, man, go hit Blood Bound up. Do a search for them. Get a hold of their new record when it comes out. Buy their stuff. Help support these bands. All these bands that we play on this show here. You guys like their material. like what they have. Get their stuff, man. That's all I got to say. Because all we are here is a promoter of their music. We're helping them out. And we... We're helping you out too, as well, by bringing you stuff, material music, that you normally would never, ever, 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 ever hear, and we're turning you on to something good. So I'm tired of yakking my damn skull out. So here's Bloodbound here with Blood. No, it's called. It in the Name of Metal. That's even better. I like Blood in the Name of Metal, though. But the name of the record is One Night of Blood. Blah, blah, blah. I don't blah, blah, blah. Okay. I read it wrong. Sorry, okay? Shit. I know you guys are going to text me. Here you guys go. Dumb, get marinas. Dumbass. See? You guys are too quick. Okay, here you go. Here's Bloodbound with In the Name of Metal here on Maxim Threshold Radio. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Yeah. Damn, that's some good shit, there, man. I've always loved Blood Bloodbound, and this this the live record. And man, and in the name of metal, it's always bit songs always rock, And I remember when we first got turned on to them, and we had them on the show. Man, I mean, I just really kissed their ass. <laughs> what can I say, man? Because the singing's freaking phenomenal, and that was that was the newer singer that they had as well. <sighs> I've gone through a lot, man. There's so much more. There's so much more going on. And I want to thank you. Yes, you. For tuning in and taking the time. And listening to some metal and hard rock and comedy. And all that other good stuff right there with us. Thank you, man. I really honestly appreciate it. From all the crew here at Maxim Threshold to you. Thank you very much. So, uh, let me do this. I'm going to take a little break. And we're to come back, and damn, this is, time is just flying by. Already forty-five minutes into this mix, what can I say I didn't want to call it a mess because you can't make a mess out of this. How's that? I'll get back after this.
6: You want to follow Maximum Threshold Radio? You can do so. You can find us at maximumthreshold.net, Facebook, facebook.com/slash Maximum Threshold Radio, Twitter at Max Threshold. You can also get us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Maximum Threshold. Pretty damn simple, huh? Check us out. Follow us. Be part of us.
3: Missed the live show? Go to StitcherRadio.com and search Maximum Threshold and listen in today. That's Maximum Threshold and Stitcher Radio. A match made in heaven.
6: You can text, message the show right now at 440-252-0058. Once again, it's 440-252-0058. Text the show.
3: Have a smartphone, iPod, iPad, or even Roku? Grab the app, tune in, and search Maximum Threshold and hear the show live directly from your device.
4: Phone lines are open. Call us now, 440-709-4977. Once again, the call-in line in the studio here is 440-709-4977. Be prepared. You call. You will be on the air.
0: I didn't know that. Looking for reliable and affordable Shoutcast audio or video hosting? JWN Media offers complete Shoutcast hosting solutions for business or personal use. All plans come with full listener stats, custom web scripts for implementing your service into your existing website, full server control, super fast network, and huge bandwidth limits, a 99.5% uptime guarantee, and friendly, knowledgeable support personnel dedicated to making your hosting experience fun and easy. With plans starting at only three a month, you have no excuse not to get a server of your own. Plus, with the option to add auto DJ and on-demand services, you can be confident your station will be all it can be. Custom plans are also available at their website. Simply visit jwnmedia.com and click the Shoutcast hosting link to get started right now.
1: This is Michael lag and you're listening to Maximum threshold. <laughs> hmm.
4: Here's some lost society. Yeah! Listen I want to break shit now. they just make a fan out of you or what because I know they should sure have helped me one out of me wow that was some good stuff man even the the singing even got to me on that one I'm like I was feeling it sad so something that was some killer stuff right there that's right I used the word killer and hasn't been used in shit 30 years I'm bringing it back that was killer I ain't saying sick son <laughs> oh man I want to thank you again, Episode Four Forty Two of the Maximum Threshold Radio Show. Hey, don't forget, man! If you got a Roku, if you got um iTunes, check out Maximum Threshold. If you're especially like if you got a Roku, you can catch a lot of these shows. I put them right up after this. I'll upload it and then I'll convert it and I will put it up on our our MTTV page, and it's right there. So if you go, um, try this. If you go into Roku, you know how you hit you come up with a vanity name. When you're adding a channel, a private channel, just type in MTTV or type in Maximum Threshold TV. All one word. Maximum Threshold TV and you get a free channel. Free station, man. You get, Everything is free on there. We're never going to ask you for money on Roku ever, I think. <laughs> you can't say never because you don't know what's going to happen. But I just got to say is we've had it for, oh, I don't know, four years, five years or whatever. And we never charge anything. It's always been a free station. And we kind of keep like the, the most current five station five show, past shows on there. A couple of interviews. There's a couple videos up there. We got a, a quick quick little interview I did with Alice Cooper on there. It was real short, but it was funny. So you may want to go in there and check it out. And I also got one of my old bands I was on in... Um, Cardona, I have a video of the concert that we did when we toured with Misfits. And I have that up there. That's pretty, it's kind of shitty quality, but the music is pretty damn good on there. And I also got, of course, I got Morning Wagon on there. My beloved. Mm-hmm. Now all I got to say is, man, we're getting ready to, I'm, I got to get some artwork together for this, our new new CD. It's a live one think it's live at Budokan. I'm not sure what we're naming it yet. I'm going to let the guys come up with the name of that. I'm just doing the audio part of it, cleaning it up, and sending it out to distributors and all that, blah, blah, blah. I look forward to getting it up on a billboard. We want to crack the $1 billion. We have low goals, and I think we can accomplish that one. So with your support and supporting Morning Wagon, all one word, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G-W-A-G-O-N, follow us on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter at morning underscore wagon. You remember and maximum threshold? We got the links all up there. You can also catch them. We're on a bunch of other websites. Uh, morning Wagon. And just click it, man. Just follow us, like us, whatever. You know, and help us, man. Help us help you. You got me pointing at this damn monitor. Hey, and for people we're on Periscope as well. So if you're on Periscope, just do um do search for maximum threshold. And you'll find us. Follow us on Periscope. I pop in there once a day or so, like that. Or when I'm driving home, I'll do some promos. Like, like we started off the show when we were playing some Metal Church. I took the I took the headphones out of the um, the monitor over here, and I went live on Periscope. And I was talking to um, thousands of people that were tuning in and listening to us all around the world on Periscope. Well, since I was scoping. That's right, I'm using the terminology too, bitch. So, <laughs> and it was really cool, man, because I had a lot of interaction, a lot of little hearts flying up, and all that good stuff. Man, follow us, because you never know when they are going pop in live and do that. I'm probably going to do it a little later again tonight, uh, just for the people who missed it earlier. And I was just showing what it, what the board looks like, and doing contests and stuff like that on Periscope. So you too, man, If you could, you could do this. Okay? check us out follow us on Twitter at Max Threshold um, Facebook is facebook.com slash Maximum Threshold or Maximum Threshold Radio and there's another one Maximum Threshold Radio Show I had to situate myself Oh, let's see here hold on one second Okay, I had to sneeze. I didn't want to sneeze in your ear. That just wouldn't be right. Um... I hear this song stuck in my head again today. (laughs) love this damn stuff, man. Badlands, man. You gotta love Badlands. I'm gonna end up playing this in practice. I know that. I know myself. That's right, we're just waiting for Troy to give us a call in a couple minutes Yeah, talk night party bitches, night party We Get the movie groove on Got some cool stuff, man, coming up We're back after this here on Mags Threshold Thanks for tuning in, everybody That was fast
6: <laughs> uh,
4: Max the Threshold, you're on air
6: Hey, this is Troy
4: Hey, what's going on, Troy?
7: How much? How
4: are you? I'm oh, pretty good, man. Were you listening to this?
7: I was. Uh, yeah, I've been listening like the last ten minutes or so, on and off. Well, oh, on and cool. off for about the last hour, about mm. ten minutes. I've been nice. Yeah.
4: How's it sounding, man? Because you're driving, aren't you?
7: No, I'm actually. I'm, I'm to my destination. Oh, so cool. Exhausted, but I'm i here. So right. I understand that. 16 hour 16 hour drives.
4: That's, that's crazy, man. I feel for you, man. I, I remember yeah. doing those drives cross country and they used to whip my ass. I used to live out in San yep. Diego and just driving, you know, a couple times a year going back and forth um, from Cleveland to over there, man. It just you just oh man, it's insane. Yeah,
7: it's it is, but hey, I'm here. I'm I'm Sorry. in my so
4: nice. Where are you located at?
7: Um, right now I'm in uh, Davenport, Iowa.
4: Ooh. The, what, I,
7: live in I live in houston yeah i, mean, I mean, yeah but i'm in david i'm from here mm-hmm. um so <laughs> i'm back with family
4: how'd you end up in houston
7: a uh, job mm-hmm. so <laughs> when i graduated i mean when i graduated from college i basically got recruited by uh a large school district down in houston so um, and you know teaching jobs here are not plentiful, so oh. I kind of want more of the jobs or I got gotcha. you yeah
4: so you're you're a producer and you're also a writer as well, aren't you?
7: yeah, I wrote in, well, yeah, I wrote the screenplay for um the film that we're gonna be talking about, mm-hmm. and yes, I am yeah producing it as well
4: have you worked at any other movies
7: um <laughs> No, not mm-hmm. unless you count, you know, thank you credits and IMDB for, yeah. you know, contributing the Kickstarter campaign. That's, that's been my, uh, my, uh, contribution so far to mm-hmm. film. But, um, you know, I've, I've had a, a blog, a horror blog that yeah. I've, I've run since, um, about 2007, mm-hmm. <laughs> actually before that, but, um, it became Fright Meter in 2007. I can't even, you know, I don't even remember what it was called before that, but, um, it has been a blog where I've review, I I started out reviewing movies, um and then I kinda of started doing my own little because I'm a huge movie movie buff, so and like a big Oscars buff. Like I so you can ask me like any Oscar trivia and I can probably tell you the answer to it. <laughs> um so it's always kinda of ticked me off that horror movies have gotten ignored by um, you know, the Oscars or mainstream awards. Mm-hmm. So I kinda of started my own little <laughs> horror movie award. Um and it kind of it's grown in the last several years to 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 we have like a committee member or a committee of like 55 people that are oh, nice. uh, bloggers, actors, actresses, screenwriters, producers, all kinds of people. And we every year we nominate and select the winners. And there's a trophy that they get and um, and all kinds of fun stuff. I've, so I guess well, I haven't really worked on any. Movies, mm-hmm. you know, horror movies, so to speak. I've been involved in the genre for for a while now, and mm-hmm. you know, I've had opportunity to talk to a lot of people that um, are producers and writers in the genre. So that's been really helpful because I've been able to get a lot of um, <clears throat> feedback and assistance with this project from a lot of people who have gone who have done it. So,
4: do you feel that all this knowledge that you've gained over the years, you know, working? Working this um, and working with all these other artists and um, actors and you started learning more and more and more. Was that the, the thing or said this is like a natural progression for yourself to, to go, go about and finally saying, hey, I can do this. You know, all these people, all the, uh, I, I know what it takes to put a screenplay together. I know what it is. And just, you feel like it's just a natural progression for you?
7: Yeah, you know, I really do. It really, it's it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. And I mean, I wrote my first horror screenplay when I was in I was in junior high, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a full length. You know, think of that, Emily Lewis. I mean, we're talking junior high writing, yeah. but it was probably it was like 120 pages or something. So it was always something that I I knew I wanted to do, and it was in, kind of in my mind it's like, oh, I'm never going to be able to do that. You know, who am I? I'm yeah. some, you know never going to be able to have the resources to get, to, to pull a movie together. Um, but yeah, I mean, being involved with um, people over the last couple of years who have actually done it and, um, you know, and, and I think things like, you know, and crowdfunding, Kickstarter, um, kind of the emergence of digital filmmaking and, and all that stuff that has made it much easier to go out and do a movie now um, that it was, you know, perhaps when I was growing up as a kid, thinking about taking on the task of making a movie was just something beyond my my scope. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I think, that because of all the resources that the indie filmmakers have available to them, I mean, it was yeah, it was kind of like you know what, I'm going to do this because as a horror movie reviewer, um, I can't tell you, you know, I don't, don't want to piss anybody off. Mm-hmm. But I can't tell you how much crap I sit through. <laughs> to watch, oh yeah, um, and it's like, oh my fucking god, I could, I could, my screenplays are twenty times better than this. So, and I'm not being, you know, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, if they I, if I can make that movie, I can certainly make mine. So, um, yeah, so it really was a progression. It was to the point where I, I, I felt like I kind of was getting familiar with the ins and outs of of what to do and just how to do it, and everyone that I talked to, their their response was always the same. It's like, just do it. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. the only way you're ever going to get it done. That's the only way you're going to learn is just to do it. So that's kind of what I did.
4: Yeah, we were kind of working the same angle over here at Maximum Threshold. We wanted to expand from just doing the regular radio thing, and we were putting our foot forward with them when Kickstarter was coming out. And people were just make you know raising money to make documentaries. We were like, hey, you know why why not us too? So we were like saying mm-hmm. we were doing the same thing. Uh, we had people. We had uh, people got on board with us. We were all getting ready to start making um, some metal documentaries of the Cleveland music scene back in the eighties and nineties. And it oh, cool. just yeah. it just didn't didn't. We just couldn't raise the money for that, so it kind of like it flopped. And then a the guy who was going to do um, the camera work for us ended up moving to South Carolina, so it kind of like really, you know, broke our ass on that one. So oh, it back yeah. at back at back at the beginning again. So we're going to start doing that again, and <laughs> and we want to do um, you know horror flicks. We want to do the really bad B movies stuff because that's something in our hearts as well. Yeah,
7: yeah, and that's you know that's what this project really is. Mm-hmm. It's it something that's that's kind of a, a culmination of my my love and respect for the genre and specifically yeah. this eighties slasher genre. I mean I'm an eighties kid, I grew up in the eighties so oh. um and I had parents that, you know, I can thank for not being like, you know, oh my like, you can't watch that, you know, it's R rated or it's PG on I me. Mean, yeah. My parents would you know, I'd go to the video store and they'd let me pick out, you know, two or three movies. And it was always mm-hmm. from the horror section. That's I'd go right. and look at those VHS boxes and pick my movie based on which one looked the coolest. And, um, you know, so my, uh, my love of the genre kind of started at a very, very early age. Mm-hmm. So what was your project? Is oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, what
4: was your first, what was the first couple of horror flick movies that you remember seeing as a kid?
7: Okay, yeah, that's a good question. The first horror movie I ever saw was in the theaters. My parents took me to it. They took me and my brother, and I can't even think it was for his birthday. I, I don't remember. But it was Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't think, you know, if, you, if you, you have to keep in mind, Poltergeist was rated PG. So, yeah. um, you know, I guess a lot of parents didn't really think much of it to take their kids to see it <laughs> because it was rated PG. Yeah. And I was probably, what, four or five when that came out and it, i mean it scared the crap out of me the, the clown doll i mean, yeah. to this day i can't it just gave me chills under. just thinking of that <laughs> yeah so poltergeist is the first horror movie i saw but you know what i loved it i loved the mm-hmm. whole idea of being in the theater and being like um scared and, and and you know experiencing something like that with an audience uh and then i remember seeing um children of the chorus, Oh, yeah. And I remember like the opening scenes. <laughs> I like I just started I mean that scared me so bad I started crying when mm-hmm. the kids started killing all the people in the restaurant. I guess yeah. that to the day I remember I was just like bawling, crying and you know, but from there I kinda just started watching all the you know, the, the stuff that you were supposed to watch as mm-hmm. a horror fan Halloween, Friday the thirteenth. Um you know, so and then there was always those taboo movies that, you know, you really wanted to get a hold of the kid they were supposed to be so bad like you know I spit on your grave yeah. and I remember finally getting to see I spit on your grave you know but um no so yeah I mean it's, yeah it's Poltergeist was the first horror movie I saw but I mean it, that that's really what ignited my my love of the genre and I really wanted to kill myself when I had to go sit through that remake because <laughs> That was just the most awful
4: piece of crap I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I know, like, some of the movies, like, I remember, my first horror flick I saw was Exorcist. And I think that's where all... Oh, yeah. That's where I went all went downhill after that. <laughs> then, yeah. I, then I remember going to the movie theater. We used to cut school, and this, I was probably, like, seventh grade or sixth grade or something like that, cutting school, going to the movie theater. And then I remember the movie came out. It was Boogeyman. And this was the the original. This had been, like, like 78 or 79 and that movie scared the shit out of me. And I remember when Friday the 13th came out. Now, tell, tell me if, you're, if this isn't you. Um, when you're watching the horror flicks now, you're kind of already thinking of what's going to happen next. Like, as if you were, oh, yeah. if you were directing it, what, do you, what angle would you want something to happen? And, you know, you start counting the camera angles. How many cameras are in, in a shoot? Right, do, you do, do you do that, too?
7: I do. I do. I, I'm not, not necessarily maybe on the the technical aspect of it in terms of like camera shots. I I kind of think about how (laughs) sort of things would be cool if they were framed, but like Mm -hmm. I'm more, yeah, I'm more about the conventions. Like I'm always looking at ways that uh, new, especially new slasher movies that come out. I kind of look at ways like how they play with the conventions of a slasher movie. Is it going to be way predictable? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and that's yeah, so I'm always kind of, okay, what are they going to do? Okay, who's going to live? Who's going to die? Okay, she's going to die. She's going to be the first one to die. Okay, that girl's going to go down in the basement. You mm-hmm. know, she's gonna, Yeah, stuff like that that you just kind of, you know, it's, it's the conventions of the genre, you know, that uh, very few movies take risks and, and, and try to play with those conventions, you know, so. Have
4: you ever ruined, ruined a scene? You know, you're like sitting down with, with your woman and you're watching a horror flick and you kind of like, you're guessing what's going to happen and. And that's what happens and you piss her off.
7: <laughs> oh, say, yeah, I pissed several people off watching horror movies because, mm-hmm. they, yeah, the predictability mm-hmm. of them um, a lot of times is, you know, blatantly obvious from the first shot in the movie. Yeah, so you just kind of learn to keep your mouth shut and <laughs> when you're watching when you're watching movies with people. I think.
4: Yeah, I remember the, the first time I did that. I was watching Friday the Thirteenth, and in the movie theater you know, at the very end, you got the nice little um, tranquil scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're floating on the boat and stuff. And it was real quiet. I said, watch him jump out of the water. Right after I said that and saw the handle, people just turned around. They stood up and was cussing me out.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Horror fans are, you know, some of the most, uh, you know, loyal, I think. And you mess with with their movies. And Mm -hmm. they definitely are the ones that are going to unleash their wrath on you
4: mm-hmm. so what are what are like some of the movies that you're watching that you think people should check out
7: oh that's a good question um you know i would say from from last year you're, you're talking recently yeah
4: your recent movies are coming out
7: um you know I'm like I like I mentioned I'm a big um, I'm a big '80s slasher fan mm-hmm. and there was a couple of actual uh, '80s throwback style slasher movies that came out last year that um, I thought were really good and were very very overlooked. One of them was called Lost After Dark, mm-hmm. um, and it was a '80s slasher film that, that it took place in the '80s. Everything about it was '80s. It screamed '80s. Uh, you know, I had the eighties plot, a bunch of kids, the bus breaks down, they go to try to get help at a farmhouse and there's a you know, a killer there that starts killing them all. But what was really different about it is mm-hmm. the conventions that I was talking about, like oh, yeah. who you think you know who's gonna die first and who's gonna and that just goes all out the window. And <laughs> that was kinda cool to see a movie take a risk and with who they kill, you mm-hmm. know, because there's stereotypes in slasher movies. We know, you know, the bimbo is going to get killed, the jock's going to get killed, the black guy's going to get killed for you know. We know all that stuff. Yeah. But this movie had the balls to kind of turn that around, and it was it was very interesting to watch. Uh, so Lost After Dark, if you're a slasher fan, I would definitely kind of speak that one out. Um, the Final Girls, uh, as it was another '80s kind of slasher parody more of it was it was kind of a parody of the slasher genre but done extremely well Mm -hmm. um i don't know if you were able to see that one or not that that was um probably one of my favorite horror movies of last year was final girls (laughs) and of course it follows if you still haven't seen it follows you get to get on that one right away because that was by far i think the best horror movie of last year
4: i'll check that out the last, the last, I think the last horror one I saw was The Shrine. Did you see that one?
7: Oh, and you know, yeah, that was a good one. I mm-hmm. Actually, you know, I, oh yeah, there's you know some stuff on the stuff on Netflix. I'm trying, yeah, yeah, you have to weed through a bunch of crap to get to some good ones, but there are mm-hmm. actually some good um, uh, horror flicks on Netflix right now. Two that I would recommend checking out for people that have Netflix: uh, Let Us Pray and uh, The Last Shift. Oh the yeah, two, I saw
4: last um, shift. That was that was in yeah. the police station, wasn't it?
5: <laughs> yes, yes. The police <laughs> that, station. They had a nice twist. They I, had it was, Yeah, it was and like
7: ironically the, Let us pray was about a police station too. Mm-hmm. So um but both I thought were really,
4: really good. Yeah, I'm working on having one of those um one of the actresses from that one come on here. The the main main one. She, she's making me jump through hoops
6: though. The so, uh
7: from, from, from The Last, from, uh, last Shift? Like, Last Shift? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember her name. But, yeah, she was pretty good in it. hmm
4: That was a nice nice scene there.
7: You know, it was a good movie. It really was. It surprised me. Nice because twist. Because you think, what, what, all, what, can, what all can they do in a, in a movie about that takes place in a police station? I know. Really, what, what, can, what can happen? And there was actually some really effective stuff, mm-hmm. really effective scenes.
4: There was. That was, was pretty good, man. It, 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 it was... Um, at times it was like this is unbelievable because of like there's only like five people in the movie five or six actors or whatever and (laughs) but they're bouncing back and forth and they're like where's everybody else at you know there's nobody on the streets or nothing like that or
7: (laughs) no you're right yeah yeah (laughs) just some random hooker shows up for a scene you know (laughs) just standing at the door yeah just to kind of give some backstory and then disappears the rest of the yeah I mean but you know any horror movie you watch I think you suspend you have to suspend some Mm -hmm. you know sense of belief or reality to make it work.
4: Gotcha, man. Oh uh, okay now let's talk about um your movie that you're working on right now and the Kickstarter project and all
5: that.
7: Awesome, yeah, for sure. Um well I guess we can start with basically what it's about. It's mm-hmm. it's it's because I'm a huge and I keep mentioning this, but I am a huge eight slasher fan, huge eighty slasher fan. That's the genre that I probably know the most about it. and you'd be hard-pressed to find a slasher movie from the 80s early 90s even you know more recently that i haven't seen um so my this film that i'm working on that i wrote it's called party night and it's kind of the, the i think the title even the title kind of has some self some referential uh you know references to Movies like Prom Night and Hell Night. There you go. You know, there's a lot of movies with the kind that use that night. You know, um, so and it's 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 a throwback 80s style slasher movie, and it's basically about six friends who, uh, on the night of their senior prom, they decide that they're going to ditch their their schools after prom party, and they're going to go out to this isolated cabin um, that one of the main, one of the characters. His, his his family's cabin. They're going to go out there and celebrate. Um, and just like good slasher fashion, guess you know there's a, a psychotic, you know, homicidal killer that just happens to be, you know, conveniently in the area at the same <laughs> time. So it is a very it's it's the strict kind of slasher plot. You get a bunch of kids, put them in an isolated location, and have someone um, start killing them off one by one in very gruesome ways. Um, But on the other hand, I feel like it also is going to be, excuse me, it's going to be a lot different than some of the more recent slasher films that that have come out. Mm-hmm. Um, Because I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but since Scream came out, you know, Wes Craven's Scream, and that's yeah. been—I mean, I, I, it makes me feel super old to think about <laughs> that. But that's been almost you know 20 years ago. Wow. Um, ever since Scream came out, it's been kind of hip slasher movies to kind of have that self-referential tone to them like where they oh we have to be self-aware you know the kid you know to be cool this movie has to be self-aware the kids kind of have to know and there's kind of that humorous tone that's, that's become prevalent in slasher movies since Scream I kind of wanted to abandon that because Scream did it perfectly but very few movies since then have done it perfectly they try it and it doesn't work. I think The Final Girl is the one I mentioned from, from last, this past year. It's probably the, the, the one that I've seen since screened the best, but it's really hard to do. And I just wanted to kind of go back to the roots of a, a true slasher movie where there is no comedy. There's nothing funny about anything that's happening. What's happening is really just scary as shit. And I also wanted to make sure that the audience cares about the characters. I think that's really important. You know, I think slasher movies kind of got the reputation for zero character development, you yeah. know, just having characters that are there just to be killed. Uh, my characters, there's, since there's only six of them, I think the, there's a lot of time spent for the audience to kind of get to know them um, and really relate to them, because I tried to base characters off. I'm a teacher, okay? I work with high school kids mm-hmm. on a daily basis, so I kind of modeled these characters after kind of just everyday kids that you would encounter on a daily basis and what's going on in their life. You can relate to because it's happened to you or it's happening to your child. Or I wanted the audience to
0: care about the characters.
7: Yeah. So there's a lot of character development. It's not boring character development by any means um, because I know these days <laughs> um, and this is, I was just having a conversation with somebody about the movie, the witch um, oh. that, has gotten stellar reviews, but younger horror audiences are just ripping it apart because it's boring. You know, anything that doesn't have constant action these days is boring. So um, I wanted to avoid that. So there are things that are happening, but you spend a great deal of time getting to know the characters before any of them are are killed off. So when they are killed off, I think the impact is um, definitely more uh, substantial. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to hit the audience harder, and again, it's going to be really hard to, to determine because of this which characters are going to live and which characters are going to die. That's mm-hmm. another thing. Is I don't think when the movie starts, I think people may be guessing, you know, who's going to live, who's going to be killed. Mm-hmm. You know, what we, I mean, all these characters have the same kind of importance to the plot so far. So which one, you know, that's something else I wanted to do. So while well, it's a, it's a definitely a throwback. 80s slasher movie i kind of wanted to also make it um a little bit different in terms of you know i want i want it to be fun and bloody and gruesome which it is but then i also want there to be a more serious sinister tone throughout the whole thing gotcha
4: now you're not gonna now you're not gonna have like the character development take up half of the half of the movie are you before somebody starts getting killed
7: <laughs> no no <they're, laughs> that's a good question no the opening scene I think sets the tone of the movie very well um, and when I say character development it's just it's just I think a lot of that's built on t- the types of conversations that the kids are, are having when yeah. they're together I think they're talking about things that are a little bit more substantial and realistic than a lot than what you see in a lot of slasher movies mm-hmm. um, and they are you know they're not stereotypes we don't have that you know, you're not going to be able to look at the screen and pick out. Oh, there's the dumb jock. There's the cheerleader bimbo. There's the, um, you know, the 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 shy. You know, ver- you're not going to be able to do that. These are these are more based off of real characters. They're not they're not cliches.
4: Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think is going to sell more in this movie? Is it going to be the um, the graphics, the graphic, um, the blood, and everything? You think it's going to be the character development, or you think it's going to be boobs is going to sell the movie? That's usually what happens. Boobs. That's usually what happens. In, in the first five minutes of of all these eighty slashers, always we showing boobs it in the boob. first three or yeah. five minutes of the movie?
7: <laughs> well, you know the, boob, the 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 boobs are something that I mean, it's I mean, I'll say that the boobs are in the script, yeah. but whether well, you know you, you you actually you have to find you know it's hard to find these days actresses that are willing to do that. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to be um, you know, you want to be, you know, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, sensitive to your cast's feelings about that. We'll work around it. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Um, the movie, the, I'm going to say this. I'm not just saying this, but the the, the, the death scenes in this film, I'm mm-hmm. gonna, I'm gonna, so this should appeal to all Flasher fans because I'm not lying to you at all. It, it, there's people that have read the script that would very well um, chime in and agree with me The death scenes in the, this movie are extremely brutal um, mm-hmm. Like When I wrote I want to give a reference here I don't know if you've seen this movie uh, But really when I was writing this movie There was one 80s slash movie That I had in mind the whole time In terms of what I wanted the tone And the atmosphere to be like And that's The Mutilator mm-hmm. um, I don't know how many people have seen The Mutilator From the 80s but it is a. It's a. If you, if you have not seen it, you need to see it. Um, it just got a Blu-ray release last week, I believe. Oh, cool, I'll check that out. Um, and it really is the movie that I, when I was writing this one, that I really had in mind because it's kind of the same premise. It's 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 friend, It's a group of of six friends. They're in a very isolated, creepy location. They go to a house for a, for fall break, and it's it's isolated. It's creepy. Um, and there's, they're, 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 young, they're, they're kids that you can relate to. And the death scenes, when, it, when they finally happen, are some of the most graphic, um, brutal, gory death scenes from any 80s slasher movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about, you know, there's a the, the big famous scene of the girl that gets a uh, giant fishing gaff shoved through her vagina between her legs and then the, the hook comes out of her stomach. I mean, it shows <laughs> it all in graphic detail. Um, so the, the death scenes in, 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 the scripts, the way they're written and the way I anticipate them are going to be, they're going to really pack a punch there. They're going to be, um, brutal graphic, um, bloody. And, you know, at the same time, fun, you know, it's, it's a flash me. They're going to be, it's going to be fun, um. So and in my mind, I don't want. I'm not going to be one of those movies that pulls away. You know, that's another thing. You, you, as a horror movie fan, there's nothing worse than watching what's supposed to be a slasher movie and then when someone's getting ready to get killed. What happens? The camera cuts away. You yeah. know, we don't want to do any of that. <laughs> so um, ultimately, I think really what's going to sell the movie. I, I answered your. This is a long-winded answer, I guess. I think it's just going to be a combination of of the the, the two. I think that. People are going to have characters that they can root for and they're going to feel something when these characters get killed in the graphic sense that they will. And I think that that's going to make the movie a little bit more memorable than watching some of these slasher movies that have come out recently where you can't even remember the character's name by the time the movie's over.
4: Gotcha. Uh, And so... So have you already had this all, the script all done and everything? And i, I noticed you... Yeah, the script you, is... I've noticed it's gone, you... Had,
7: it's done, it's gone through, it's gone through about five revisions, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's done. Um, the latest version is in the hands of the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it was, <clears throat> yeah, it's, so yeah, it's been done.
4: And um, so now you're trying to raise money to get this, to piece it together to go through the whole, the rest of the process of it. Mm-hmm. Is there a certain number that you're trying to a goal that you're trying to reach?
7: Well, the Kickstarter goal is is, is ten thousand. It's ten thousand five hundred dollars, and mm-hmm. that that number was basically um, that we got that number from just doing a, a, a budget of what um, what funds we had available right now. Yeah. Um, to, what, what what additionally do we need? Um, and so the ten thousand five hundred figure that we're, that's our Kickstarter goal. Mm-hmm. Um, that is what, what's built into that are things that really, I mean, people don't think about when you make a movie. Yeah, you can get cast to do a movie for free, but generally you still have to, you're, you still have to, you know, provide them lodging yeah, and food, you're have to provide that. them food, feeding, you know, insurance, for, you know, a span six, 14, <laughs> 15 days is, yeah. is expensive. Um, equipment i mean it's just all the stuff and i think i have the price breakdown on the kickstarter page it's just stuff that i think a lot of people don't think about yeah um but it's very doable that's the good thing is if we when we raise this money because i'm very optimistic that we will when we reach our kickstarter goal here by next saturday um we're going to be able to make the movie there's there's going to be no questions um about that i know A lot of times people are a little hesitant to give to Kickstarter campaigns because of past experiences that that they've had where they've pledged money or something and the project still was never done um, or they didn't get the perk or anything that they were promised. But, you know, with with this, this, when we meet our goal, that's it. The movie's going to, we're set. The movies, we have the location, we're, we're set to go. We have our cast, everything's set to go.
4: How'd you go about casting people for the movie?
7: That was a really fun, you know, um, what I did was I kind of, I got some advice from um, one of the producers, the other producers, one of the other producers that's producing with me, and I actually brought him on board specifically because he's done two movies, um, two slasher movies in the last two years that um, are very similar in style and, and, and budget, especially as to what I'm trying to do. So I brought him on board and got a lot of his, Advice on you know casting and things like that, and basically all I did was you know I, I had the party night website, I posted character descriptions on there, um, and just started bombarding um, Facebook casting pages mm-hmm. um, for, hey, we're casting this movie in Houston. Here, go go to this go to this page and you know email you know contact us if you're interested with the characters that you want to audition for. I also did IMDb Pro um, and posted the casting announcement on there. And anybody that was interested sent, a, sent an email to me, and I sent them the sides for the character um, with the instructions for auditioning. And I just felt like for a movie like this, it was going to be much easier just to, just to do video auditions. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I mean, trying to schedule, you know, we don't, I don't, you know, with a, a movie like this, there's no way I'm going to, able to schedule auditions, live auditions. So basically they were video auditions. They, they, yeah. The actors submitted a video audition of them reading the, the character size and, um, me and the producers and the directors went through them all. And, you know, that's how we, that's how we ultimately chose our cast. Some of them we knew right away. Um, I mean, we didn't, we saw, we saw them and we're like, okay, we don't even need to watch anymore. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's the character. Um, so it was, it was video auditions that were was how we did that
4: were the those some of the people that were casted were they in any other movies
7: yes absolutely oh. um our character that the, one of the actresses that's playing the character of Molly in the movie um Tommy Tommy Vegas is her name she is kind of a up and coming kind of indie darling actually she won um a best actress award last year for a movie for the, from the Los Angeles Las Vegas film um, festival for a movie called the uh, Interrogation of Cheryl Brown, I believe I might be I might have the name wrong. Cheryl Cooper, I think. Hmm. Um, and she has several other indie horror movies on her plate right now. Um, the other one of the actors, uh, Ryan Poole, who's playing Andrew, he has actually been on a couple episodes of the sitcom Neighbors. And he is going to be in the uh, Neighbors 2 movie with Seth Rogen and Zach Efron. Oh, cool. um, so he has some credits to his name, and he is going to be one that definitely you're going to be on the lookout for. Um, <clears throat> Destiny Orndoff is playing Olivia in the movie, and she is a definite, I mean, you just go to her Facebook page, she's a definite indie horror darling already. Um, she is getting ready to actually, or she's in the process right now of producing uh, and starring in her own movie called Red Eye, and mm-hmm. uh, which she has an amazing cast assembled already. She has Jessica Cameron, um, Heather Dorff. Um, so these, these are people, these are young actors that are, you know, are really going places. Billy Brannigan is another one. Um, he's playing Travis. He has a couple of movies on his plate, and if you just watch his video introduction that's posted on the Party Night um, Kickstarter page, because each of the actors submitted uh, a new video introduction of themselves, and you can watch them on the Kickstarter page. You're going to know right away that this cast is extremely talented. They're extremely eager, and I, I mean, I can't believe that for my first movie, I was able to get this cast that, that I have. It's just um, phenomenal, because mm-hmm. these are kids that I guarantee you, if, a couple of years down the line, you're going to Know
4: who they are. I was watching. I watched her videos, and it was it was pretty cool, man. Just watching how, how much they they kept mentioning the word passion, and that's one of the key things about putting together you know a small budget movie. You're not you know you're not in there for the money, but you're in there because it's something yeah. that you love to do, and it's a passion. It's the love of doing this and taking your dream yeah, and, and something you know like what that. What
7: really made dreams. me happy. I mean, really made me ecstatic as a as a writer mm-hmm. um, is that. Um, when I sent the, the script out to the characters, when, when we when we chose the actors, and because at that time they had only seen the side. they had only seen a couple pages of the script. Um, so then, when I you know when I kind of made the final offer, I, I said, okay, I'm going to send you guys the the rest of the script, and you know this is going to be your opportunity to decide if you want to do it or not based on the, the entirety of the script. You know, because obviously I don't want someone if they were to read the script and like, oh shit, that's horrible. I don't yeah. want them to be involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the, every single one of them, I mean, were just, when I, when they read the script, were just like, oh my God, I cannot wait to get started. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool because they all did the video after they read the full script. Mm-hmm. And you can just tell that there's, they're, they're extremely excited. They're extremely passionate about the script because, um, it's a good script <laughs> if I do say so myself. Um, so they are—they're very thrilled. They're very excited. So that was awesome to kind of get that reception. To get emails from each of them individually saying, "Oh my God, I was excited before, but now reading the script, wow! Yeah. I mean, we want to get this started tomorrow."
4: And how close are you to even? How close are you to raising nobody, your goals for that? No, go ahead. Uh, how close are you to raising your goal?
7: Oh wow! You know, um, right now we are—you know I me. Mean, well, you don't know me, but I'm mm. <laughs> I'm a kind of an obsessive person. So yeah. anybody that knows me knows that my day is spent basically clicking the refresh button on the Kickstarter page. Yeah, I can believe. Um, that. <laughs> but uh, the last time I checked, which was right before I made this phone call to you, we are 61 percent funded. Nice.
4: Um,
7: yes, um, because I mean we have six days left, which I know doesn't sound like a lot. Um, we've had a because, you know, your Kickstarter page as an admin It'll kind of lets you know how many people have been to the page. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we've had a phenomenal amount of people visit the page, yeah. which is good because I'm hoping they're all going to come back. They, they all kind of checked it out and, you know, just kind of want to um, wait until, you know, the last couple of days to see how close we get to the goal. And then they're going to kind of, um, you know turn it out and get us to that point. But I feel very comfortable just based on people that I've talked to that have run Kickstarter campaigns that, that we're where we need to be, um, you know, that if you're anywhere over 50%, you know, and you still have, you know, four or five or six days left, that you're, you're very uh, capable of, of getting, meeting the goal. So um, I'm, 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 I'm remaining very optimistic because, as you know, the thing that sucks about Kickstarter is, and it doesn't really suck, but it sucks from the perspective if you don't meet the goal. It's all or nothing. The on. thing that sucks about it's it's all or nothing. Yeah. So if we don't raise, you know, if we don't raise our goal, which is ten thousand five hundred, actually, if we don't get that, we don't get any of the money pledged. So we're going to be out. You know, let's just say we end up with sixty five hundred, which hopefully we don't. Mm-hmm. We don't get any of that. Yeah. So uh, I, you know, I'm we've. We've been working our butts off at, at promoting and um, adding new perks. You know, I added I added a new perk just as just right before I called into this program. So we're we're trying to get people to, to pay attention and to to latch on to things that are you know that are kind of unique and, 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 and interesting and trying to get just trying to get people to, to wanna support the movie.
4: Have you thought about adding perks of having um, somebody they get killed in the movie?
7: You know, I, I thought about you know I've seen that before. My, my only problem with that is is like the script was already written. Yeah. Um, and I just I can't as a, as a as a writer and a producer, it would have been hard for me to okay. Well, yeah, we give that as a as a perk. That's almost basically ask, That's almost basically telling me then I have to rewrite the whole script because yeah. where are you going to fit the person in? Um, Alternative it's endings. Mess with, <laughs> it's going to mess up the whole yeah. flow of the script, um, you know. So I, I kind of avoided that, but, but you know that could be definitely something for a future project because yeah. you know that's if, if, if this one is successful and I mean, and the film is made, which I mean um, it's going to be. So you know there'll be other projects I think down the line that I think will um, will be good, but. No, we're trying to add perks. Like the one I just added was there's a scene in the movie where, as the kids are driving to the house, there is a uh, um, one of the girls. The car stops at a stop sign, and she's kind of looking out the window, and she sees there's a missing um, person's flyer that's kind of nailed onto a, a telephone pole. And I kind of thought, hey, this would be kind of neat because you know you got to use a picture for a missing person's flyer. So we kind of added this perk where if you purchase this perk, then it's your, your, your picture that gets to be on the, the missing persons flyer, oh, so nice. your face will forever be in our movie as a missing person. <laughs> so, That's cool. But so just just like little creative things like that, I yeah. think is an indie film. You know, with a with a small budget like we have, you kind of have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have. Um, you know, we just we we added uh, last two days ago. We added a promote your promote your. It's called a promote your stuff perk. Where, and it's just limited there's four of them two of them have already been claimed so there's two left we're basically if you claim this perk we'll promote your whatever in our movie somehow so if mm-hmm. you have a if you're a band we'll play one of your songs at some point in the movie yeah. if you're uh, uh if you have a book that you've written one of the characters could be reading your book at some point you know maybe on the, you know if you have a movie it could be playing you know so there's things like that that we're we're trying to do that's really not going to cost us anything you know but it's going to be something that is kind of fun for the person that's getting the perk if that Mm -hmm. makes
4: sense yeah I'm definitely going to do whatever I can over here on our part over here to help push this project and once it does get made and everything you know definitely help take it to the next level of helping you get in promoting it out there and you know through distribution whatever you need
7: Um, yeah absolutely and that would be I mean that's going to be awesome because we're I mean I'm I'm going to tell you I'm, I'm just already I'm just just very really grateful for the support that I've I've gotten so far. I mm-hmm. can't even, you know, begin to thank, um, you, you know, anybody that's allowed me to to, to to talk about the movie on their website or their blog or their, you know, their podcast or whatever. Um, I, I cannot, I mean, it just boggles my mind that we have 110 people that have actually backed us on Kickstarter and mm-hmm. that's a significant amount of people. Yep. Um, And what's really cool to me is that you see a lot of the people I don't even, I don't know. We don't know them. They're just people that (laughs) saw the project, you know, either through posts or whatever and decided, hey, this looks cool and we're going to back it. And to me, that just, I can't ever express gratitude for that for Mm -hmm. looking at my, looking at the project and and wanting to be part of it. I think that's what makes Kickstarter really cool is because you do get fans and people that are fans of indie things and, and you get them to be part of the whole process mm-hmm. um so it's it's really
4: cool i was just thinking of this and it's something that neither one of you has mentioned through this whole interview and guess huh? guess what it was the one thing that one of the key things we didn't mention at all was oh what's the name of the, the name of the movie <laughs> the what what's the name of the movie we didn't mention that oh, at all. i thought
7: Oh, I mentioned it at the very beginning. Oh, did you? Probably, you know, oh. you know, it's <laughs> probably no. I, I talk really sad. So, uh, <laughs> it's, the movie's called Party Night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was kind of my, you know, when I was trying to... Actually, the very the first thing I wanted to see in the movie was Take It. And I know there's several movies out there that have multiple titles, yeah. but I didn't want my movie to be confused with anything else. So I wanted it to be the only movie called whatever it was going to be called. Um and I came up with par- party night just popped in my head. I was really bummed that the, the, the name that I initially wanted was, was already taken. So, God damn it. And I was sitting there one night, and I'm like, oh, my God, prom night, hell night. Hey, party night. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds like an 80s slash. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so.
4: Let's see. Just, just a couple more things here. We'll let you get going. Sure. Uh, how can people get you know be part of the, um, the Kickstarter project?
7: Um, I don't have the URL memorized, mm-hmm. but if you just go to Kickstarter um, and type in the name party night, it'll pop up. Um, other, otherwise go to our Facebook page, which is www.facebook um, facebook dotcom slash night movie. Uh, basically what it's become is just a kind of uh, triage of <laughs> Kickstarter. Kickstarter, Kickstarter. These last several days, so there's tons of links to the Kickstarter on our um, Facebook page. But I would definitely, I would definitely encourage anyone that's listening that may be somewhat interested in the project or 80 Slasher movie, please go to the Kickstarter page. You don't, even if you're not going to pledge, go to it and watch the videos that are posted. There's uh, there are two teaser trailers, um, there are interviews with myself and then the interviews with all the cast members. And if after watching that, after watching that stuff, you don't feel that if you can't feel the passion behind getting this movie made, then yeah, then don't pledge. But I really think that anybody that takes the time to do that is going to be like, okay, these guys are really serious. They know mm-hmm. horror, um, and this is going to be a kick-ass movie, and we're going to want to be part of it. If nice. pledge started a dollar, I mean, uh, we even give you something for a dollar. <laughs> I don't, I can't, I don't know how many movies, watch. any, any Kickstarter campaign actually gives you something for a dollar. Most of them are, we will say thank you on Facebook. (laughs) We give you something for a dollar, just a dollar. You're going to get the first, you get the first 10 pages of the screenplay sent to you. Nice. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's for a dollar. And I think once you read the first 10 pages of the screenplay, you are really going to want to, that's going to hook you. They're going to be okay, I'm going to make sure I see this when it's out. Mm -hmm. Um, So check it out because I mean, yeah, we are, we're so passionate. We're 60, I mean, 60% funded at this point. So, um, we're so so close. We have sixty three hundred dollars right now. So nice, super close.
4: You're gonna make it, man. And, and um, I definitely want to be there throughout the throughout the whole press. I wish I would have caught on this earlier from the get go, because uh, that would have been a lot funner for on our part over here. No, have, no,
7: a nice no, project. Any, I mean, I getting. appreciate it now. I mean, six days is a lot. Is a long yeah. time. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's definitely, um, I think, a lot of time for us to.
4: Okay, to uh, to get this done. Nice. Uh, Troy, can you do us a quick favor? Sure. Can you do a promo ID for a radio show? Just say your name, uh, what you do, and you're listening to Maximum Threshold and throw something crazy out at the end of it?
7: Yeah, okay. Perfect. Yeah, this is Troy Camilla. I'm the writer and producer of Party Night here on Maximum Threshold uh, Radio, and I am talking about a party that is going to be one hell of a good time. So, please
4: check it out that was perfect troy i want to thank you very much for being on the show here tonight and talking about the movie and definitely when i get i'm really going to help push us as much as i can awesome. i'll shoot you the links oh, out there and everything i'm really going to pimp it out for okay. you and do everything we can on our part
7: awesome i greatly appreciate it oh, no
4: problem and okay. and well, def- thank you for the time. And hopefully, you know, we can get you back on here as when it starts developing more and more and more so we can help build up that um that that underground cult following for you.
7: Yeah, absolutely. and I mean, I'm, you'll be the first to know whether when we when we reach our Kickstarter goal, so and we will go from there. We do have, I mean, because the, the movie is going to film in June. It's mm-hmm. the, we have the location, we have the date It's going to be filmed in June in Houston, so it's set to go. So nice. We just need to get that Kickstarter goal accomplished.
4: Sounds good, man.
7: All righty.
4: Okay. You know, I think, like I said, I want to thank you again for calling in and talking about the movie and what you what you do. Appreciate it.
7: All righty. I appreciate
4: it. Okay, and have yourself a good have evening.
7: A, have a good night. You too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.
4: And there you have it. That was Troy. That was great, man. How was that? Everybody, man... Get a chance. I'm gonna put the links up on the on the website for the Kickstarter program. Get there, and definitely, man, help them out. Help. Let's help get this project going, man. You you guys were all with me over the years through all the other projects that we've had with the movies, and they've all took off and flew. Yeah, let's make this one happen too, guys. Uh, it's hey, man. It's this is fun. Let's be part of this and help them make this movie happen. Got to do this, man. Okay, so like I said, I'm gonna get the get the links out there to you guys uh, tonight, tomorrow, and throughout this week, and we're gonna we're gonna help make this happen, and hopefully you guys can jump on board and get some cool cool ass perks as well. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break here, but I thank Troy again for being on here, and everybody, please check out um, their Kickstarter project and help make this make this a reality for him and for all the hundreds of other people who are supporters and involved in this. Okay, back after this here on Maximum Threshold Radio. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Episode 442 here on the Maximum Threshold Radio Show. We'll be right back, 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 we'll right, right back, right after this short break here on Maximum Threshold Radio. Horns up, fists in the air, bitches.
8: Everybody knows that tattoos are all the rage, and you want to be cool and get a tattoo. But you're not really cool until you got the gear too. So the newest gear, the coolest gear, the hottest gear is United Tattoo Brotherhood. Because only people The coolest cats got them. No, only people with tattoos accept everybody. Not everybody accepts everybody with tattoos, and it is a brotherhood. Yes, it is. It's we're we're all family. Mm-hmm. And these are available only at utb13.com or at Gen X in Willoughby, Ohio. And you go on there, you can get hoodies, t-shirts, women's shirts, and soon you'll be able to get some hats. Sweet. And uh, they're a new sponsor of ours, and check it out. I think
4: they really good. utb13.com, those are the letters, utb13.com. That's a Tattoo Brotherhood.
8: Yes. Join the family.
3: Miss the live show? Go to StitcherRadio.com and search Maximum Threshold and listen in today. That's Maximum Threshold and Stitcher Radio, a match in heaven.
4: Wondering how you're hearing Maximum Threshold right now the online 24 7 player you listen to it live and it's streamed and it's fueled by jwn media once again that's jwn media check them out if you're looking jwn media has reasonable prices for shout cast feeds so if you have yourself a show and you want to get on the air you can do so if you have your music you want to play it on your website 24 7 you can do that and at jwn media they'll take care of all your online needs Once again, it's jwnmedia.com. Tell me you heard about this through maximumthreshold.net. Maximum Threshold Radio live every Saturday night exclusively here at maximumthreshold.net. And if you're not listening to it live, you're listening to one of our fine affiliates. Thanks for listening to Maximum Threshold Radio Show and the Maximum Threshold Radio Network.
3: Have a smartphone, iPod, iPad, or even Roku. Grab the app, tune in, and search "Maximum Threshold" and hear the show live directly from your device.
4: Hey, this is Dominic, and hey, whenever I'm um, my guitar, I'm looking for that sensational sound. Only really works the best with SIT strings. Let's get is SIT strings check them out at sitstrings.com and if you're a guitarist you definitely want to get these on your axe cuz they'll never ever let you down. Hey, hey, hey. If you want to text the show? You can text 24 hours a day. Just send a message from your phone at 440-520-1956. Once again, a text number The show is 440 520 1956. Text the show now.
3: Phone lines are open. Call now 440 709 4977. Once again, that number is 440 709 4977.
6: The maximum threshold. We'd like to inform you, your beauty's only skin deep. Unless your dog's ugly, then your nasty from the inside out. Well, listen to Maximum Threshold Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that time. Gotta pay the bills. First time. Hey, after this. Thanks for tuning in, Maximum Threshold Radio Show.
1: What's up, everybody? This is Jamie Josta from Hate and Kingdom of Sorrow, and I'm here with Dom on MaximumThreshold.net. This is Rob Alford, the Metal God, on the Maximum Threshold Radio Show.
4: Here's some brand new mob rules for you. Earn Max and Thresher Radio. Thanks for tuning in. I'm feeling ghoulish. I'm feeling scary. Some threshold is your
6: little blue pill. On
1: oh, geez.
6: Maximum threshold.net. hi
3: Nine out of ten alcoholics listen to Maximum Threshold. The tenth one just happens to be heroin addict. threshold I
8: didn't know that.
1: I love Dominic. And now, back to the guy with the hairline of Principal Belding and the tits of Kelly Kapowski. Hey, bye, 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 bye. It's all right now. I'm saved by the bell. Yeah, that's right.
4: Episode 442 of the Maximum Threshold Radio Show. Live tonight, baby. Live tonight. <clears throat> I got this interview here. I had. Um, So many requests for Michael interviews that I gotta play one. I got one here, uh, one that he did with Lita Ford, and I think I'm gonna air this right now. So, I got a Lita Ford interview here with Michael Strong here on Maxim Threshold Radio. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I had to give this to you, but this is one of the best shows that we've done in a long time, and I want to thank you for listening in to this week's edition of the Maximum Threshold Radio Show and Experience. Thanks to Troy again for being on the show, and thank you again for tuning in and listening. And here you go, man. This is the interview with Lita Ford and Michael Strong, you motherfucker!
8: Hi, this is Michael from In the Pit Radio Maximum Threshold with uh, the one, the only, Miss Lita Ford. How are you, Lita? Hi,
2: Michael. Nice to see you.
8: So tell us um, how it feels. I know you've been back on the road for couple years now, right? How's it yeah. feel to be getting back into it?
2: Yeah, it feels good. You smell good. Why, thank you.
8: <laughs> it's chloroform. I
2: love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it feels good to be back into the music scene. It, you know, it's in my blood. I have missed it for years. Mm-hmm. I, I quit uh, in 1970, 1997 to have two, two boys, which yeah. I I have James and Rocco, two, two beautiful sons, and uh, the whole time we lived on a deserted island in the Caribbean, and um, I longed for rock and roll, you know, I, once it's in your blood, I think it's like like a drug, it's there forever, it's just yeah, addicting. Now,
8: now, I know you didn't like tour or anything, but I, I'm sure you still picked up the guitar and played, right, while you were on the island, or no?
2: A little. Yeah, I did. I didn't bring too many guitars with me because it's, it's literally a deserted island in the Caribbean and there's salt air and stuff, so I didn't want my guitars to go rusty. No. So I only brought a couple of them with me, and I would pick them up and play them, and we would record little bits and pieces of stuff.
8: Yeah. So how, how do how do your sons feel? You said two sons, right? Yeah. How do they feel to have like like the queen of rock as their mother?
2: You'd have to ask them that.
8: Because I know my son thinks I'm like just a nerd. You well, know,
2: kids always think you know I know that's mom's guitar. I don't want to play yeah. mom's guitar. Yeah.
8: But then, like, you know, their friends think, oh, my God, your parents are the coolest. But your kids are like, ah. Yeah, yeah. So um, where can everybody find out all the info about um, your music? Buy music instead of steal it, of course, kids. Um, and tour <laughs> yeah. dates and maybe buy some merchandise. Get you off that deserted island for good, maybe?
2: Oh, I'm off the island for good. That's that's a given. Um, LitaFordOnline.com. You can find out about tour dates. You can find out about what there is for sale, um, up and coming shows. Uh, there's a book coming out. You can find out where and when to get the book, any new songs or albums. And the packaging is important, too. Yeah. You know, in the old days, you would have a CD or, or have a record, and it, it, you would sit and look at it and have an, something to actually have and hold in your hands. And I think that's one reason why it's important.
8: It is. There's see, nothing like it. you look through the liner notes and you're like yeah. just wanna see who's playing who played on the album. Who do you yeah. have in who do you have in your band with you right now?
2: Bobby Rock is on drums. Um, Bobby Rock was in Vinnie Vincent Invasion and Nelson. And the Nelsons and he's so good. And the yes. Nelsons are great. You know, they're a different style of music, but Bobby's got it all covered. Um, he runs he runs marathons and stuff, right? He's a monster. He's an absolute health fanatic. He's an inspiration to the the entire band because he he holds it together you know with his food and his diet and his health and we do these little Zen moments before we go on stage, which brings us together and makes us forget about any stress that may have happened that day. Yeah. And uh, we go on stage with a clear head and it's great Um, we've got Marty O'Brien on bass guitar Marty's played with Disturbed he's played with We Are The Fallen Uh, he's been with Tommy Lee and now he's with Lita Ford and he is a badass motherfucker on bass badass Um, Mitch Perry is playing guitar Mitch I've known since the early 80s and uh, Mitch and I are old friends, so we really feel each other when we play. Um, we have a, a style that it's almost like we're having sex on stage because of we read each other so well. It becomes almost yeah, a good
8: erotic. A good tight band is almost like a sexual encounter, like yeah. more like the spiritual than the physical nature of of the sexual beast, if you will. It's true. You know, when you when you click on all cylinders, you're like, oh, that was amazing.
2: Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah.
8: So yeah, because I, I actually, it's funny you said Bobby Rock and Nitro. He, I love that album. Yeah. He, that's him, right? Yeah. Bobby Rock. Yeah. When yeah. I love that album. Yeah. I mean, I love your albums, too, of course. Is it, so is there a new album in the work? You said there's new songs yeah. on the, online coming up. And you got a new album in there? I know you just came out with one Yeah, yeah. recently. Well, we
2: did. We, we November the 5th of 2013, we released The Bitches Back live, mm-hmm. which was just coming off the Def, Def Leopard Poison Tour. Um, and then before that, we released Living Like a Runaway. And now we're in the process of writing the next studio album, which... It,
8: being pent up on the island, you probably just have all this creative energy yeah. just ready to, like, pounce. It's true, yeah. yeah. Well, we came from Cleveland. We're looking forward to hearing you rip it up. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So I know your, your time's limited. We want to thank you for taking your time with us. My pleasure. And we look forward to seeing you as many times as possible now that you're back. Thank you. Thank you.
2: See you soon.
1: Keep coming home to the devil in my bed.
7: This is a
4: Mattersphere. Sphere. Blown away here at Max International Radio! Matter sphere, m a t t e r s p h e r e. Matter sphere, with blown away here on Max and Thursday Radio. See, guys, you put your music up on our um, Facebook page. I'll just go on there and randomly just pick your music and put it on the show. I'll say, hey, when you got over two hundred fifty thousand people who tune into this program, you never know who's going to hear it. You know that. I got this band here, man. Love these guys. Shallow ground. Shallow ground with, once again, I got their bumper sticker on my car.
1: Still, I need a new one. Keith.
4: go man shallow ground with once again that's a badass band man i've loved them for the last few years man damn they're like one of the closest thing you can get to slayer man (laughs) but sounding good though man shallow shallow ground check them out man they're on facebook and everywhere fucking else man (laughs) it gets me all crazy and shit when i hear them i just want to break shit I, and I was listening, to it, and I was like, damn, I need to play my guitar, man, because there's some killer riffs in that song, man. I'm like, shit, I got it inspired me. But you know what? I'm getting ready to go to sleep. <laughs> oh, man, I'm beat. I'm getting ready to get out of here, man, because I can't think of anything else to follow that up with. Because <laughs> everything on my board, man, is it ain't going to be close to that. I mean, I got some cool stuff and all, but I'm getting out of here, though, man. I want to thank you and you. And you back there, you in the back, that's right. I see you looking. I thank you also for tuning in. And I thank you too and your girlfriend who's sitting next to you right now. She may not be able to hear you, but I thank thank you all for being on, listening in tonight. And I'll see you guys next week here on the Maximum Threshold Radio Show. I'm out of here.
7: You have just listened to the Maximum Threshold Radio Show maximum radio shows live every Saturday night from 8 to 11 p.m. exclusively on MaximThreshold.net. i'd like to thank all the affiliates all our sponsors and all our listeners for tuning in this week and listening to this week's edition of maximum commercial radio show thanks for tuning in again see you next week on the maximum Threshold radio show